Welcome to the Game Raven Review Podcast. My name is Henry J, and I'm joined by some of our talented writers to discuss the world of indie games. We have Puppet here, back again. Hey, hey! After taking a week off, how was your week off? It was... it was great. It was wonderful. I am sunburned, so that means it was a good time, yeah? Yes, definitely. And Taz is here as well. Heyo! The core three of us are here today... We are going to talk about what we are playing, of course. We're going to talk about uh, our question of the week, which is a good one. What game do you think is the most timeless? So stick around for that. And of course, our main segment today, our indie game music picks. Hear what we like in our indie music and why indie game music is so important. Coming up right after this. talk about what we are playing this week whether it's indie or not we play a ton of games i'm gonna go first i'm still playing monster hunter rise uh taz how are you <laughs> what are you playing um i am playing something a little bit different um i'm kind of like fading away from the monster hunter hype personally um but uh this last week i got an email from intel to i got two two keys for a a, a beta test for this new mmo or this upcoming mmo um, called Crowfall. So I played a couple hours of it uh, because I've, I kind of want to start getting back to different MMOs, um, more fresh, not just the best ones like um, Star Wars, The Old Republic, um, things like that. Um, right. Right. <laughs> the greatest MMO of all time. <laughs> greatest of all time. Happy May 4th when we're recording this. Um, but I, I just want to explore like what the MMO world is doing in 2021, you know, and I, I did nothing. They just like sent it to me. I'm like, OK, cool. Um, and it came with two keys that one I'm, I'm giving to Puppet Master, actually. Um, we're going to play on my uh, two player Tuesday. And it's 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 very interesting. It's kind of like like it's a mixture of like crafting. I uh, actually like having to like chop down trees and stuff. And uh, like the combat system's pretty solid. Um, but there's also like like it, it's a PvP p pve like servers and you have to actually like create buildings and like build stuff and not as like free-flowing i think as like 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 valheim for example with the like with the with the building system as i think you have to like set up specific fortresses i haven't gotten that far into it but i've played like the first couple hours of the tutorial area um and it seems fresh it seems really cool it comes out in august and I don't know. I've I've been checking it out, so we'll 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 see we'll see where it leads us. But yes, that's what I'm playing. This looks very interesting. Yeah, I think I might try and grab. Uh, there's a sign up right now. You can sign up for the beta. We'll yeah, see if I yeah. can get in. Uh, one of the races is called Guinnessine. Guinnessine. Oh, I'm and playing that. Yeah. Oh, okay, and it's a it's a guinea pig with armor, so you can be a guinea pig with armor. As well as a human, um, a minotaur, all sorts of stuff. Half giant, a stoneborn. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty the cool because the like you can choose your race, right? But you have all these classes, but every race can only be like one of three different classes. So you can't have like a like a like a oh, what's the equivalent? Um, World of Warcraft did this early with um 
well i i mean they're still doing it now like you can only right. if you're a night elf a night elf you can only be so many different right different you can't classes. be like a, a a minotaur assassin like that just doesn't really work right. um but i'm a i'm a the, the guinea pig uh duelist so i have a rapier and a pistol <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so i'm just going around like like stabbing people and like shooting them up it's awesome um but there's a lot of different like different classes and such so i just picked the like one that i wouldn't like normally stick to you know like you always want to try create one yourself or whatever so i kind of try, try to create one that's a little bit more original game style than i'm what i'm used to so yeah that was great Fantastic. If you have a uh, referral code, please send it to me. There's a oh, yeah, referral sure. code. Awesome. Um, yeah, the reason why I glossed over Monster Hunter Rise is because uh, my band recorded this week, so I've been doing nothing but uh, I'm knee deep in music again. So I have, no, I have nothing new to report on the video game front. Um, so yeah, Crowfall sounds pretty cool. I'm going to have to check you guys uh, out playing that on stream. So um, Puppet, what are you playing? Well, um, I think I might have mentioned Pixelot on the podcast before, but um, I was playing that this last week, and um, we did get to interview um, Kyle Berger, who is the solo developer of Pixelot, and he is a wonderful human being. It was it was quite lovely, um, and our streamer Bro Tuzak also did a write up. So if you're interested in reading that and seeing our interview with Kyle. Um, that's at our website, GameRavenReview.com. You can check that out. So um, great game. I actually really, really enjoyed it. I, um, you know, it was uh, it was one of my longer streams, actually. It was super chill. Totally, totally brought me back to like Pokemon era, um, the early Pokemon games. And um, I felt very nostalgic, but it's like faster, faster paced. So there's not as many like loading screens or anything and like, I don't know. You just you just feel like uh, it progresses a lot faster, um, and so yeah, it's a it's a great game, and um, it's multiplayer too. Um, I'm I'm sorry, and that's not multiplayer, but you can choose a bunch of different classes. Wow, I'm tired today. Hi, I'm back on the podcast. I know how to talk about video games. <laughs> you could choose diff- a bunch of different classes that you can choose from, and um, I tried um, the sage, and then I was a ranger later on um there's a lot of replay value in that game because it's uh it's different how you can express yourself super cool um i also i started playing this game called the longing on the nintendo switch um and it just recently came to the nintendo switch and it is a ridiculous game this game takes 400 days to play Real days, real, real days to play. So the premise is that you're like a little creature called a shade and your job is to wait 400 days to awaken the sleeping king that you you serve and you have to figure out how to spend your time. You can like sit and read or you can like travel through the different caves and explore stuff. Um, And it's it's ridiculous. Like I. At first, I was like, is this countdown really for 400 days or is it like 400 game days? And I played about two hours of it and I was like, nope, it's literally 400 days. And um, it continues on like after you shut it off so you can come back to it and like different things in the caves change. So like I think right now I'm waiting for some moss to grow. <laughs> 
So I'm going to go back and see if the moss has grown yet. And the little shade says like so many like existential things and is just like, it was very calming. Like I'm a person who goes like 200 miles an hour all the time. And I was playing this game and I tried to run and the little shade just said, I can walk. We have plenty of time. And I was like, oh, I mean, yeah, I guess we do have time to walk. Let's take our time walking. <laughs> it's great. Um, and the the art is just beautiful. And it's it's very different. But I am enjoying that game. It's a game that I'll come back to. Um, and you all can uh, tune in um june 2022 to see how the ending is okay <laughs> so wow. I, I looked the game up on steam and it says choose your playing style start the game and simply come back after 400 days to see how it ends you actually don't have to play the game at all but the shade will be even more lonely without you god <laughs> i did that's so sad no i'm gonna make sure i check in on my shade oh, oh poor little guy that that is a very strange and cool premise for a game. I, I enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's pretty great. Um, my husband Alex really got into the game. He really liked it a lot. Um, he's he is very much uh as he has a Zen personality, so it was it was fitting for him <laughs> to say the yeah. least. To say the least, I yes. think he's the most chill guy I've ever met in my life. Uh huh. Me too. Yeah. Uh huh. And I live with him. So, yeah, still very chill all the time. It's great. Um, on a completely different note, I also started playing the new Pokemon Snap that just came How out. How is it? How is it's, it? I am on the fence. It is. Okay, I never played the Pokemon Snap uh, games before. So this is my first one. And okay. I'm actually, like, having a good time. And I actually had the same feeling that I have when I play Call of Duty. Okay. <laughs> Like, oh, you get sick. No, 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 no. I don't get sick. No, no, no. Okay. I like, <laughs> no, that'd be terrible. No, it's like this adrenaline of like, you need to get this Pokemon inside of your shot and you have to have them look at you at just the right time and you have to capture that photo. And it's like, I, it's like an adrenaline rush, you know? I'm like, oh my gosh, like I want to get the best, the best photo. And they've also hooked it up. So you can go to the internet and you can upload your photos and people can go in and give you like online medals. And so you want to get the best ones so that other people will be like, wow, that's a really good photo. I'm going to give you a medal because you can get extra points for that and stuff. And um, yeah, it's it's so great. Um, also, I <laughs> there are so many Pokemon right now. And some of the I thought that I was a Pokemon master, but. I'm like, uh, what Pokemon is this? I have never seen this in my life. Okay, what? Um, so that's kind of weird, but they do, do still have the original 150 as well. So, um, yeah, good stuff. I was the kid that I played the crap out of the original Pokemon Snap, and I would ride my bike with my friend Derek Bradley. Shout out to Derek. We would ride our bikes to the Blockbuster video and spend lots of money on the pokemon snap sticker machine that was in the blockbuster video where you would take your cartridge to the machine plug it into the kiosk and then it would print out pictures 
uh, stickers of the pictures that you have taken, and I still have some of those cards. I, I kept them. And so who knows if they're worth anything on eBay, but <laughs> what, a, wow. what a time. Yeah. That is actually super awesome. I wish they had something like that now. That's amazing. They should bring back the Pokemon Snap kiosk, if only for a week or so, just so we can relive the, the glory days of the Nintendo 64. But the game is getting really good reviews. And I am like, man, should I, is it worth 60 bucks? Because the first Pokemon Snap is pretty, there's not really a lot there. Like once you've gone through the game a couple of times, there's no more replayability. But from what I'm reading, it seems like there's a lot more meat to the game than the first one. Wow. Yeah, I have to be honest, dropping that $60 on that game was the weirdest experience because I've been playing indies for so long. That was like the first time I had spent that much money. I'm like, dude, I could get at least at least six games with this. Like, yeah, right. Oh, my God. It was weird. But it was I, I think I don't know. I haven't played it enough to really give a, a real review on it, but I'm really enjoying it so far. Cool, cool. Well, that's what we are playing this week. Coming up next, our question of the week, which is what game do you think is the most timeless? Stick around. Today we ask a question on our Discord, which you can join at CameRavenReview.com uh, to our followers for them to answer. And I have pulled my favorite question of the week that we uh, asked last week, which is what game do you think is the most timeless? So I'm going to start with Taz. Taz, what game do you think is the most timeless? Oh, my God. Make, make me go last. What? OK, what is your okay. definition of timeless? Uh, a lack of time. So there's a time timeless stands the okay, test of okay. time. So like are you if talking you, a single game, or are you talking franchise? It says, what game do you, I didn't write the question. What game do you think is the most timeless? So uh, okay. the, the way that I think of this is if you are going to show a game to somebody who has never played a, a video game before and you want them to kind of get the whole experience in one go what is the game that you're going to give this person or maybe to an alien uh and you want to show them from another planet they don't have video games on quark 5 or whatever and you want to show them video games what game would you give them that's how i interpreted the question mm -hmm. okay yes okay. As, as somebody who wrote the question this is what i meant <laughs> There we go. Uh, Perfect. Um, what what video game, you know, stands the test of time? So what game can you play now? And then in 20 years, can you still play and is still considered a good game? OK, make me go last. OK, OK. Oh, you're going to hate me for this. I, a lot of people are going to hate me for this because I have had this conversation so many times. Wind Waker from the Zelda franchise. OK. Wind Waker is so great. It it the graphics and everything it just if you played it now, it would still be the same. Like they re-released it in HD or whatever and it still was like, "Whoa, this feels like a game that would come out now." And yes. I still would say that now. Um and I know it's controversial cuz a lot of people you either love Wind Waker or you hate Wind Waker. But I am over on the side that just loves it. I think the music is amazing. I think the gameplay is awesome. I think that 
you know, the graphics are timeless, you know, the, the tune graphics and it, the animation and everything. So I stand by my answer. Wind Waker. I, I think that's a pretty good pick to be honest with you. Really? I yes. didn't expect that. Okay, cool. I know. Usually I'm the stick in the mud old man who hates everything. But <laughs> Wind Waker, I feel the people who hate Wind Waker need to just not play Call of Duty for a while or like realize what video <laughs> games actually are. Just, you know, get off of Fortnite, stop playing Apex Legends for a minute and, you know, this is the the you know, games like Zelda and games like Mario are the reasons why you know call of duty exists so uh that's that's what people look for in a video game i feel more than just like blowing people's heads off so yeah i I think i think wind waker is a good pick i (laughs) in my soul as a sega kid my answer is sonic the hedgehog 2 but i know that that's not a perfect game none of the sonic games really are (laughs) obviously now in the modern day they're definitely not um but if I have to give one video game and be like, this is the game, I think I would have to go like Mario 3, Mario World, maybe. I just, I've never played Mario World, like, but that that's that's very interesting. Um, You've never played Super Mario World? Nope, have not. You have, you have Nintendo Switch Online? Yeah. So get the Super Nintendo thing and go play Super Mario World. Okay. That's when you can like ride Yoshi and fly and all that stuff really yeah it's yoshi's debut and you get the cool uh the feather cape and oh man it's so good i would say that or actually i've been playing donkey kong country 2 on the uh on the switch and man that game is so good i forgot how good that game is i know that the difficulty just spikes at the end uh at least when i played it as a kid uh that was a controller throwing game for me but man (laughs) like it still holds the test of time so, yeah, I would have to say Mario over Sonic, which kills me inside. But, yeah. I mean, so, especially Nintendo, since... Nintendo for the win, once again. Well, you know, Genesis does what Nintendo don't. And... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. But, um... Yeah, and you already took Zelda, because I, I would say A Link to the Past. Uh, some, something 2D, something from that, the golden era, 16-bit golden era is what I would pick. Um, yeah, Taz... that was another thought that I had too. Yeah, I almost went, almost went Pokemon the originals um, for a second, for a hot second. But then I was like, no, I gotta go with Wind Waker because it's it's more true to the question. I think. Yeah, I feel like like well, you know, RPGs for a lot of people are not their favorite. So, and I know mm-hmm. a lot of people who don't like the Pokemon series. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm thinking Universal Appeal, Universal Appeal. Uh, Taz, what GameCube game did you pick? <laughs> I didn't have a GameCube. What are you talking about? I was a uh, PlayStation what, guy. What PlayStation 3 game did you pick? PlayStation 3? I had a PlayStation 1. <laughs> <laughs> I've been gaming since I was like two years old, man. What that was Jack like 10 years ago. Come on. I <laughs> uh, got him. Man, you guys are old. Okay, Gen Z. Are you Gen Z? I don't even know. <laughs> man. Um, yeah, are you gonna are you gonna answer this question in the form of a TikTok? What uh, got, gotcha? Sorry, I'm cutting this out. All right, what is, what is yours? <laughs> no, leave that in. <laughs> no, leave it in. <laughs> oh God, um, Taz, answer the question. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm, okay, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give two because it sounds like everyone gave two. Okay, 
for two different genres. Okay. Um. Okay. Here we go. Okay, this is not because I like it. Okay, this is not because it's my favorite game of all time. It's not because like it's the best in the world. Okay, it's just it. Timeless is a very unbiased term from how I'm gathering it. So yeah, I swear to God, um, if you say Skyrim, I was gonna say I'm gonna go off if you say Skyrim. I'll end the podcast right now. Okay, we'll never do I another admit, episode again. I will admit Skyrim was in the back of my mind. Where wow. that may be true, another. That, that's not that's not my two. Another okay, he never is, had a GameCube. It's fine. He never have had a GameCube. He doesn't understand. Another is uh Grand Theft Auto 5. Unfortunately. What? Yeah. Wait. Really? Wait, what? Do you know, do you know when Grand Theft Auto 5 originally came out? In 2011. No, 2012? 2010. It came out in 2013. That was close. That was almost 10 years ago and has been remastered on so many different platforms that like Rockstar is not wanting to let this game go. And like the online makes them a ton of money. It does. But like the online community is like crazy in in that part in in a good way. Did you ever watch a Twitch stream of Grand Theft Auto five? A majority of the top people aren't playing the campaign. They're playing like role playing in online so somebody's actually doing a job someone's a clerk someone's you know as a driving around as a police officer and people are like driving gta cars with um like physical steering wheels and stuff so like people are in the world of grand theft auto and it blows my mind on that front like it it's bananas to me and it it's like i think that part's cool it being gta 5 is not that great because goodness gracious just come out with the sixth one already or just like if you're gonna have that much support leave it for like red dead redemption 2 like if you're gonna do anything like that um but so that's that's my original pick not because i like it but because that just seems to be the case okay um and my second option would be uh portal from valve hmm Interesting that game, picks. Yeah, yeah. That game yeah, is very interesting picks. Because yeah, you're right. Like some people don't like role playing games, and people like a little bit more like action puzzle stuff, um, or less action, more puzzles. And that's what Portal was. It, it has it has single player and an equally as good uh, two player campaign. Which I've never played a single game where like the there's a difference in single player and uh uh co-op but they're equally as good wow so to introduce so what were you gonna say sorry oh this game came out in 2007 yeah wow okay because i mean we i'm you and i played it recently and that was the first time i had played it and i did not realize it had come out so long ago so okay yeah fair fair answer yeah i I I get it. I see it. Yeah, Henry, you ever play Portal? Oh yeah, Portal and Portal oh, yeah. Two. Yeah, fantastic yeah. games. Yeah, yeah I, sure. Portal is a good pick. I w- I would say Portal is a good pick. Mostly because like the antagonist in Portal, Glados is so iconic. You know, it's like she's so sarcastic and so hilarious that it's just it's just a mood that she has. And if you've ever played it. 
you play as like a, a 10 year old you're like oh whoa she's mean you play it like as an adult you're like you know she's got a point <laughs> yeah <laughs> well we answered the question of the week i thought it was a very good question really good answers so thank you appreciate it yeah actually before we move on yes since you said 2d like rpg games it hasn't been a out long enough for me to justify it as an answer for this question but it's getting there it's close and it probably will i really think stardew valley will will be the game i do that's interesting yeah i I could i could see that but at the same time it's it's so passive like it's such a chill game that Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know maybe for me i would pick something with a bit more more action in it but that's just me we'll see we will see we will see all right coming up next is our main topic our indie game music picks here we go do 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 segment of the podcast last week we gave some of our favorite video game soundtracks uh with our with our interview with Verenius. we were talking a little bit about game music for the question of the week but this week we're going to talk about some of our favorite indie game soundtracks why music is so important in indie games i feel like indie game music in general before we get into everything i just want to say music in indie games in general are so good so good i there's i don't know what it is i don't know why AAA studios can't really do this sort of thing well i guess i know why because they can afford licensed music for the most part but it's like just the soundtracks that have been created by these games by these solo developers that you know hire hire these uh composers or musicians it's just so good so so good so um yeah i feel like indie game music is on par with the indie games themselves in terms of quality and in terms of listenability and all of that so i just want to throw that out there before we get into our picks yeah and um honestly because i've i've said this before um the reason why i i love indie games so much is because it's it's such a heart expression it's such an expression of of someone's heart and um, the entire experience of uh, a game and the emotional investment is very much influenced by music. So that it does not surprise me at all that indie game music is so phenomenal because it, I mean, I, I have, so fun fact, I have a degree in music and what I learned in college and what was said to me over and over again was music is just emotional manipulation. And if if people are crying at the end of a performance, you've done your job. And very much so in in the uh, world of indie games, like the most emotional experiences are influenced so heavily by music. And if something has that much heart in it, music is going to come with that too. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah, a bit of background about at least... Puppet and I, you went to college for music, so you're a much more accomplished musician than myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't say that <laughs> because accomplishment in music is, you know, all rel- 
oh, accomplishment is relative in general in life, but I, I'm more nerdy about it, probably. <laughs> and yeah, I have a piece you, of paper to tell you that I am. <laughs> you know what the circle of fifths are. I've been playing bass for 20 years and I have no idea what any of that crap means. So, Oh my God. Well, <laughs> you I guarantee you, on me. you probably do know it. Like muscle mem- memory in your heart, in your ear, you know it. You just don't know the name for it. Like... Yeah, it. That's the difference between people who read music and people who play music. Um, they're very different ways of learning and expressing. And uh, honestly, to be completely honest, I know a lot of musicians and those that learned and um, you know learn by ear or play by ear um, are. And I'm just I'm just gonna say it. They are uh, they feel the music more. They express the music better, and they are better musicians in general. That's what I think. You, you heard it here first. It. I'm a better musician. Yes. I actually <laughs> would say that. Yes. <laughs> I'm I'm self-taught. I've played bass for 20 years. And uh, yeah, I've, I've been in a bunch of bands. I've gone on tour. So I've, I've done the whole music thing for a while now. But uh, Taz, do you, are you musically inclined at all? Uh, yes. I kind of grew up playing in churches and learning different instruments. Um, nothing uh strictly like taught um kind of had bass guitar lessons and then used that to learn guitar and piano and some percussion stuff so um but nothing as nothing as formal as being on an like an outside band or going to school for it just kind of always did church stuff so we're all musicians here basically yeah definitely and actually there's our credentials yeah we have we can talk about this because we have um We actually met Taz through music. He um, he started playing bass in our band, and uh, that's how we met Taz. And he Taz is also an incredible percussionist. Um, he plays the box drum, and he's very good at it. Yes, that he is also super dances. Cool. Everyone, Thanks. he was on the dance team in high school. He dances as well. He's very good. Wow. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm learning learning new things every day about the game Raven Review. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's get into our picks for uh indie game music i'm gonna start puppet i'm gonna start with you because i you have a lot you have a lot of notes here oh my <laughs> you, gosh you really did your homework on this one so i want to hear all about it well uh kind of yes i i think about this a lot i mean for me uh music obviously is very important in games if i'm if i'm gonna feel immersed the music has to be really really good um, and that's just natural for me because I am inclined to, uh, be music first in general. So, uh, my, my picks were, um, they, where do I even start? Um, I'll just start with Stardew cause I already, I already talked about this. Um, Stardew Valley, I picked Stardew Valley because the solo developer also created the music. And for me, that is absolutely incredible. Um, and, uh, it, it shows through, like, I honestly did not know that the composer for Stardew Valley was also the same as the developer until today when I was looking through stuff, because I've always loved the Stardew Valley soundtrack. I just have. Um, and part of it is because I have played so many hours in that game, but also because with all those hours that I played, I never turned off the music. Like I never got sick of the music. I never wanted to you know not listen to the music anymore and part of that is so in some video games like 
the music plays the whole time, right? And those are generally the video games where I'm like, uh, I don't really want to listen to this <laughs> anymore. Um, but in some other video games, like the music kind of fades out or comes in at certain times. And Stardew Valley does a really wonderful job of that. Um, and I think that has a lot to do with why I never got bored with the soundtrack. There's also a lot of variety in the soundtrack. And the soundtrack is based on the seasons. And when you listen to each song, it it definitely matches whatever season that is. Um, and I just, I don't know, I'm just floored that it was the developer who created the soundtrack as well. Um, I know... And I kind of, you know, I kind of wish uh, Vernius was here again, because I remember talking to Vernius about Law Mage Academy and um, the way that he communicated to his composer was through emotion. He's like, I want this part to have this emotion. And when you listen to the soundtrack of Law Mage Academy, like you can hear that conversation happening. And I very much know that when I'm playing Stardew, I know that Eric uh, Barone, who is the composer and um, developer, felt the emotions first. Um, and I I just think that's great. Um, he is another example of somebody who is in music and in video games. There seems to be a lot of people in the community who, ha- who like do both or like have some kind of connection to each world. And I think it's really because, um, you know, Artists are artists, creatives are creatives, and um, solo developers are very much creatives. And so to see somebody who literally does everything is just amazing to me. So that's why I chose Stardew Valley. bit of a spoiler um i i chose i chose toby fox who's exactly the same so we'll we'll get to me in a minute but yeah (laughs) yay oh cool cool um my next choice um was hollow knight um by team cherry their composer is christopher larkin who has done all kinds of wonderful things and um it's just just gorgeous and i was looking through um his website and and he actually says it so well. So he says, um, the score for Hollow Knight captures the vast underground world of the game. The story begins with soft piano notes echoing the Hollow Knight theme. And as the player explores further, orchestral forces swell into uh, an operatic scale as the fate of the night unfolds. I could not say it any better myself. That is definitely the feel that that brings. Um, just the, uh, you know, where you're at up, in the top and how the music feels and as you descend further and as more intensity happens the the music follows and um it definitely creates the atmosphere of the game 100 percent Um, is a little less known game um, and it's called Inmost and I played it um, back in the fall I believe 
uh, in most by Hidden Layer Games, and their soundtrack is by Alexei uh, Nikev. I think I said that correctly. Um, and uh, he's a young guy, and uh, he's also working on the soundtrack for another game that I mentioned that I was looking forward to this year called Unbound Worlds Apart. Um, and he is just a genius when it comes to conveying that emotion that I was talking about earlier. So um, Inmost is a very emotionally and deeply atmospheric game, um, and it's just such a heart-wrenching, beautiful story. And the music that Alexi put together for that makes you cry. Like I, I sobbed during this game and a lot of it had to do with the music and it, it's just so, it's so essential in games to have music that connects to people on a deep emotional level. If it's a game that is intended to connect with people on a deep emotional level. And Inmost is a beautiful example of that. Personally, this 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 question, this topic was kind of difficult for me because I was not like it was one of those moments where I I could not think of indie game music. Not that it's not significant, but because of just like how my brain is wired, like like it's the last thing on my mind when I have like a bunch of stuff going on in front of me. Um, But I think upon my research and I'm like, oh, oh, wait, have I ever played a video game? Like what games have I played? Um, the two things that like two games that stuck out to me and like on a soundtrack as a whole to kind of keep a theme with the whole game. Um, the first one was uh, Firewatch um, and it was scored by Chris Remo. And that it, it was one of those things where so the game itself isn't high intensity. It's pretty much just a, a narrative and it's it, you're you're in the middle of the mountains in the woods um you're you're on your volunteer fire watcher i think is the occupation and you're in you're in the woods you see beautiful sunsets you hang out you do some stuff um but like the music for it is kind of have some more acoustic vibe to it think of like just bringing your guitar to a camping trip um and that's that kind of like i think it's it's the games where if if everything is so blended in that i can't remember like specifics i personally take that as a good thing because nothing was it it, it means it's it's perfectly balanced and everything that firewatch had even um like with music being on top of it all just it felt so nice and so refreshing um and it felt free you know it had maybe one or two like kind of tense moments 
very brief, but very tiny, but it happened, which matched um, the score. But something to take on the opposite end of that is the composition of uh, Little Nightmares um, by Tobias Lilja, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, and Henry, I don't know if you've played it. Pub- Puppets played it. Um, but like horror games, I think, especially indie horror, have a very specific sound engineering and as well as soundtrack on top of that to where um, it's not just in that game. It's not just noises that happen. It's it's a noise to lead into another part of the song. Like when a jump scare happens or you get caught by something, it's like, oh, 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 my goodness, this is I need to run. Um, but it it just made the entire experience like uncomfortable but in a good way, because I think that's what the game is trying to. I mean, if you've ever played Little Nightmares, it's it's not a cozy game by any means. It's it's very much a you're tiny. There are things trying to eat you and, and, and kill you. Um, all right, let's make some music for that. Can do. things on two opposite ends of genre spectrum is is so blended well with their music that um it's not just a single song in general it's just the entire thing it's like an amazing movie soundtrack same concept um so i personally really like those ones on a indie game music list for me i picked a very old indie game called everyday shooter and the uh, the soundtrack was done by Jonathan Mack, M-A-K. And Everyday Shooter was super cool because it was all music-based. You had to fly around and shoot little pellets. And when you did, I believe the music would change. This is a long... This game came out in 2007, and I have not played it since then. But the soundtrack is always the first thing I think of when we talk about indie game music. Because I felt like it was so ahead of its time. It's all guitar-based. And if you've ever listened to like Explosions in the Sky or um, um, American Football, it's very like indie kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like sparkly uh, guitar based music. So if you're into that kind of stuff, Everyday Shooter is a really cool, I guess, retro indie game <laughs> that you can look up and play because it uh, it's, it's fantastic, if only for the music alone. fruit again and i went with toby fox games obviously toby fox has uh has done undertale and delta rune chapter one but has also done some music for um game freak as well game freak came out with a game and i'm totally blanking on the name of it right now but uh for the switch not too long ago and toby fox penned some songs for that game as well i mean the undertale soundtrack is just unreal and same with delta rune too there are some fantastic compositions on that on those soundtracks that 
rival the AAA guys, and it's it's like incredible that Toby Fox can, so, you know, basically solo developer develop with a small team. The you know the groundbreaking game like Undertale will also create incredible music. indie games to kind of take the world by storm loop hero i love the soundtrack for loop hero it's just got like this i don't know i i mean when we talked about it on the podcast you know a month or two ago it's like it feels like you're in a an arcade like the just the the i guess the the eq of the music the way it's mixed and mastered like it the bass really cuts through it's got like that sound of like you sticking your head inside of an arcade cabinet and i mean loop hero is so minimalist in graphical presentation for the most part that the music just really adds the music had to be on point I believe Blinch is based, as well as the Loop Hero development team, in Russia. And I went to go listen to one of the songs today on Spotify, and you cannot listen to the Loop Hero OST in the States, at least. So that made me real sad. But uh, yeah, Loop Hero soundtrack is just unbelievable. Uh, if you haven't played Loop Hero yet, just play it for the music. It's really that good. So those are those are my picks for sure. So since we've gotten our picks out of the way, uh, we kind of touched on this a little bit, but um, the importance of music in indie games. Puppet, you were talking about how Stardew Valley kind of does the the uh, the trick where they fade the music in and out so you don't really get tired of the music, but also it's kind of there as like incidental, um, which I've always really enjoyed. But is there anything that we should add for... That, that you would like to add for the importance of music at all? Um, I, I think also like variety is so important as well. Like um, if you're, if you're making a video game, you're telling a story, right? Um, depending on, on the game, um, at least the games that I really enjoy, you're telling a story. And so because of that, like the, the music is going to change. And when we're reviewing our games, like that sometimes is I mean, you can have a great game, and then if the music is uh, monotonous or um, doesn't change at all or doesn't match what you're doing, it can totally ruin a game. It's honestly, I think, it's a make-or-break thing with games. Uh, music is very much a make-or-break thing. Um, it, and m- movies are the same thing. Film is the same, is the same way. Music is, is just so important. And so I think sometimes when... Um, small developers are making games, they kind of like the music is kind of the last thought. And um, I just, you can always tell when a game is created and you know that music was, was very much uh, front of mind throughout the creation of the game. And it can really set apart, you know, what is a good game and what's not. Um, And so, yeah, that's just what I have to say. I think it's uh Music is is just as important as every other aspect of the game. 
Well, thank you so much for listening to the Game Raven Review Podcast. I've been Henry J, and you can find me on Twitter and Twitch at SuperHenry64. Actually, not so much. I, I'm, I'm taking a break from streaming, to be honest with you. Uh, band's starting back up, and uh, we just recorded a couple of songs that we're going to mix soon. So that is my whole world, and I started a new job as well. Uh, so I'm... Uh, knee deep in in all of that other stuff so twitch is on the back burner but i occasionally tweet on twitter so you if you want to see my tweets super henry 64 is where you can go for that uh puppet where can people find you i am puppet master n that's puppet master en and uh on fridays you can find me on the game raven review channel at 6 p.m i generally play uh um indie demos and this week I am so excited to play the new Lawmage Academy demo that just dropped. Um, very excited. So if you want to come see me, catch me on Fridays at 6 p.m. Um, on Game Raven Review. I also play all day on Saturdays, so um, 11 a.m. Pacific time. Um, I have a little morning stream, and then I come back again at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time uh, to play some spooky spooky Saturday. And then uh, Sundays, um, I also play at 6 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, I'm sorry, not 6 p.m., 7 p.m. Pacific time on my channel. And then I come back to the Game Raven channel on Monday evenings um, and play uh, multiplayer games with the other Ravens on Monday evenings at uh, 7. Is it 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time? Wow, I've been away for too long. Taz, is it 7? (laughs) Okay, sweet. Yes. Yes, 7 p.m um so basically yeah if you're on twitch during the weekend you can probably find me either at the game raven channel or my own and then sometimes like uh tonight we're recording on a tuesday so i'll be over with um taz on his channel for two player tuesday perfect taz where can people find you yes you can find me at taz devil three on most virtual platforms Um, i do stream on twitch every tuesday thursday and saturday as well as um Indie Wednesdays on the Game Raven Review Twitch channel. So I hope to see you all there. And as always, find Game Raven Review on Twitter and Twitch at Game Raven Review and GameRavenReview.com where you can join our Discord. So go and do that and have a fantastic week. We'll see you next week. game.